Welcome back to the Trifecta Soft Podcast. I'm your host, E-Rock. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, so you never miss another podcast. Also, do me a favor. Go on to whatever podcast app you listen to us on and give us a rating and review. That really helps us rank in the searches. Thank you so much. Let's get into the podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to Trifecta Airsoft Podcast. I'm E-Rock, and this is part two of Keeper's Gun Show. <laughs> We've got uh, a ton of stuff to go through. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thank you for being on. Glad to, glad to be here. So if you guys don't know uh, Keeper, go to his channel, Nepa Airsoft. Search it on YouTube. Uh, check out his channel. He's got tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of videos uh, from way, way back to current day. And I'm talking like stuff. He's got specialty items that uh, we've been going over since uh, the last podcast that we're continuing on this one. Because, uh, I mean, we're going to have to have a couple of, you know, two or three or four. This can be like a limited series like you see on Netflix, okay? This will be <laughs> continued until uh, we're done with all these because he has so many. And the list I'm bringing up now is just the ones that he has currently that he has not sold. We've got a whole other section of guns and, you know... Really cool stories behind each one. A whole other section that uh, he's got uh, a list of. So anyway, uh, you know, I think that you have sold already, right? Oh, yeah. I COVID was a bitch. You know, I, I needed some cash, so I started selling <laughs> this and that and back and I forth. mean, well, how do you have room for them anyway, bro? Like, some of these things are big and, you know, they're bulky. Where do you hang them? <laughs> well, I was I was originally down in uh, I'm originally from Pennsylvania, and I was down Galveston, Texas for a while, and my mom got sick back oh I'd say about 2005, and I came back up to help with her, and she passed sadly. But uh, I stayed up here in Pennsylvania with my dad and the original family homestead, which is where we're at right now. And it's an old farmhouse, big, long farmhouse. And, like, there was a master bedroom. There was the smaller bedroom, which was mine. And then there was a new area put on the back, which was another bedroom and a guest room. So I actually ripped hallways out and stuff like that and made a big bedroom in the back and left the one in the middle. Well, the bedroom in the back became the airsoft room. And it's, like, half the house upstairs. Oh, shit. Uh, so, so it sounds like we need a we need a, a picture or a video. We need a we need a gun room video is what we need. Well, it's not really a gun room. Yeah, I, I call it more of a storage room. Boxes on one side, boxes on the <laughs> other side, and cases and shit in the middle of the room. Everything's in a case. Everything's in a box. Uh, I was the big thing was I used to go hard cases for everything because like the real steel stuff. I figure you had to have a good case for it. So I right. was going out buying the storm cases, the pelican cases. You know, I spent oh, two, three hundred dollars on a case, right? For an airsoft gun, not realizing that you could buy a soft case or you could buy a hell of a lot cheaper case yeah. for just this airsoft gun. So I have a 
wrap load of uh, Pelican and Storm cases upstairs for a lot of this stuff. And it's funny, people will say to me, oh, I'll take the gun. I don't want the case. Because I, you know, like, dropped the price down on the case to include it with the gun, and they didn't want it. Yep. So I've got a whole shitload of empty cases on the side <laughs> upstairs. That have nothing in them anymore. So. Well, I'm going to tell you, you could probably swap your uh, really good cases for your airsoft guns and put the shitty, uh, you know, or put the your real steel guns in shitty cases because real steel guns are fucking durable, bro. Yeah, like, unlike the airsoft stuff, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'll oh, tell yeah. you, there's a, there's a story I had that my original TM uh, MP5, I actually took it all apart, cleaned it all up, oiled it up, and and I thought you had to wipe them down with oil to make you know just like regular guns, you know, clean them all up there. And I I had it all cleaned up and everything like that. And I put it in this storm case and I sealed it up. And I remember going back to it like almost a year later and opening that up. And it's an airtight waterproof case. And that thing looked like the day I put it in there. Mm. And I said, well, that's how you got to do it. You got to keep the air airsoft guns in those storm cases and stuff like that. But yeah. Now I've got a lot of soft cases and cheapo Amazon cases that I put shit in, and you know <laughs> I, the soft cases are what I've been getting lately for a lot of the stuff. Uh, but I went crazy a little bit with the World War II stuff. I got a lot of drop cases for the Russian stuff. I had oh, an actual yeah. drop case for my old SVD, an actual vintage drop case, right? A drop case for my PPSH. Yeah. I found a vintage uh, case for my uh, grease gun. I have yep. a vintage case for my Thompson. You know, I went out and I got online on all those antique sites, finding all these different cases to put the airsoft guns in. And I'm like, I think I spent more on the vintage cases than I actually did on the friggin' gun sometimes, you know. Let's see if we can find one. Now you'll ne- you, most of the time you'll find, like, the AK drop cases. Uh, and I've, it was easy to find one for PPSH. Uh, the one for the SVD was kind of special. I, I had to actually get that chip from Russia. It was a store in Russia that I found that, like, I could translate it with Google and, and figure out how much it was and this and that to get it sent over here. And uh, I have since sold that SVD with all the parts and shit that I bought with it. But uh, yeah. uh, that was a really fun gun, too, to have, the SVD. That was a lot of fun. For sure. There's a couple of, couple of places that don't allow, like, that I go to now, they consider a sniper rifle to be a bolt action. They don't consider a semi-auto, like, SVD or, like, a, a, an M4 EBR that's locked in the semi. They don't consider, consider that a sniper rifle. They, right. they put that as a DMR and mm-hmm. there's a whole new rule set for that and everything like that. But yeah. at, the, at the time when I was using my SVD, uh it was a lot of fun because those follow-up shots were like semi-auto. I couldn't get over that. I had a bull action before, and then getting this semi-auto SVD, which had a 680 millimeter barrel. Holy I mean, crap, dude! I mean, S- SVDs are long barrel anyway. Like they look yeah, odd said, because they're so long. I, and I said I went through, and I wanted to get that gun to shoot for the field I was going to. So I got it as close as I could, 490 with two fives, so that it would get to like right to the field limit at that time. And I remember 
go into the field. And at the time, I was only the heaviest BB I was using at the time was like two eight. And I remember shooting at these guys, uh, and and the one guy coming up to me after a while, and he says, "All I saw," he says, "was BBs coming at me." He said once in a while, and he said, "Man, did they whiz by me?" And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and you know, I had such I had such fun using that gun, but I don't think I'd want to use it now. It was awful heavy. It was long. Um, you know, yeah. it was unhandy to have it. So. Yeah, they have some pretty good arm strength because it was all metal. It wasn't, and it was real wood. Right. It was, you know, it was really nice. I weathered the finish on it. It was, it was a really nice looking weapon. Is that and, is that one you still have? Oh, I actually sold that one too. Okay. Oh, so that'll and be on. Is that is that on the list here? Yeah, it's on the sold list. Yeah. Mm. And it's funny, the guy actually had an SSG twenty four, and he traded me plus some cash. For my SVD, think about that. He traded me a newer sniper rifle for yeah. the SVD, and then I end up turned around and sold the SSG twenty four as well. Nice. <laughs> like, like, well, I'm so, looking. I'm looking at your sold items list. How you, you know? Would you mind if I bring that up? Because oh uh, that sounds awesome. Um, do you have any idea? I'm looking at these tiny little thumbnails. You know, I got to squint. Okay, so. <laughs> if you bring it up on the screen, I might be able to see real quick which ones are which. Oh, okay. I, I don't know exactly. I, I don't remember what the thumbnail looks like. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, that's where fine. It's on the list. Um, yep. Oh. Ooh, boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> keep going down. Uh, yeah, keep going, keep going. It's not of an so area. There's a lever action, pistol, looks like an MP5 kind of thing. Oh, Looks like a, some revolvers in the middle there. Uh, no, I don't see Looks it. It's like yeah. a mounted fifty cal right yeah, there. Yeah, I saw that too. Woo! Uh, you might have went by it. Uh, yeah, I'm looking. I'm. Is that? No, that can't be it. Oh, that's the EBR nope. I sold a guy in California. Okay. Uh, it, nope. That's my ICS that I sold too. Uh oh. oh what there about is, this? Hello. Oh, no, that's no. Uh, e, uh that was the H4T. That's the uh yeah. I just saw I just saw it there. You had oh, it on okay. the screen and uh it scrolled by there it is. Stop right next to the Derringer. See the Derringer in the middle? Yep. There it is. There we go. Yep. That's Not, no that. The CSR, That's different than the uh, thumbnail. At, no, that is the CSR uh, Echo One CSR. I sold that, so it's a different. It's a different one. Shit. Why is the thumbnail showing uh, the oh, Woodstock that, one? That's the one. That's the one I'm talking about. But I have yeah. the wrong thumbnail to it. But the, I actually oh, sold okay. the Echo One. I sold the Echo One too. So I'm like, I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah, that, I mean yeah. that, that can that, be so easy. Take your mouse on it. Right next to the lever action. What is that one? Nope, that's the other EBR I sold. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> oh, I put, shit. Oh, I, okay, so one. some of these links, yeah, yeah. Some of the links aren't uh, lined up with that particular. Okay. Well, I, I mean, that kind of looks like an, the SVD, yeah. If I find it all, I'll send you a link for it there. Buddy. Yeah, that'd so, be awesome, dude. 
because it's a really it's a really nice looking piece there. You you, you get a good kick out of it. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll go through the um, what we. Have, I, you know. I normally don't check the sold flakes. I really check. I, I really check the only ones that are active right here. Well, so. sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I just thought since you were talking about it, I thought it'd be cool to bring up. But we'll we'll go over that another time. If you want to, you know, in the next, um, you know, part three or whatever. Actually, probably, honestly, probably part four. <laughs> uh, we won't get to those sold items until, you know, if we go in order, we won't get to the sold items until part four or five. So, <laughs> like I said, this could be like a, a limited uh, series on Netflix, okay? Four or five or six episodes, you know what I'm saying? We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Skirmish, the future of Airsoft gameplay management. Are you ready to take Airsoft to the next level? Skirmish's innovative gameplay solution keeps players and spectators engaged with real-time updates. Capture objectives, detonate targets, medic, and more at Skirmish-enabled fields. Skirmish tracks every action so you don't have to. Review past games, action by action, and follow your progress in national rankings. Phones are not required. If you want to find out more, head to skirmish.net. And check out episode 157 of this podcast where I talk with the owner of Skirmish about how it started and how it works. Stay connected, my friends. I guess you want to start on... Yeah, yeah, let's do... uh, Yeah, let's uh, do the... uh, We'll start at the top, like you said. We've done the first two. Yeah. So you might as well click on that carbine. Yep. Now... I bought this uh, because I had the pistol. That now, what is this? So, name what it is, so it, that it, people it, that are listening to the uh, audio podcast, you I know, part the can, brand uh, that it is. It is. Uh, it's a. Um, well, shit. Where's the goddamn thing at? Hold on. It is a KJW Mark II carbine. Yeah, they actually have a pistol. If you think about, like, a pistol-length barrel without the stock, they have the same thing in a pistol takes the same mags. So when I saw this, I thought, oh, I'll get the, the sniper rifle. And I I tapped the mags so I could shoot this with HPA. Nice. The, the problem with this, okay, it's a real kludgy hop-up. It's extremely light. I mean, this thing you could hold with one hand all day. It's It's all polymer. There's very little metal. The problem with this gun, it is a two, um, I guess they call it two-stage trigger or uh, 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 double it. action. Double action trigger. You yeah. pull the trigger, it pulls it back and fires it. It's got right. an internal hammer assembly. Yep. So it actually fires, and it's a really hard trigger pull. Yeah. Yeah, double actions are not yeah. good. Yeah. So with that in mind, that's a, you get it lined up to shoot. You got the trigger pulling back. And you flinch all the time. Yep. Yeah. That heavy trigger pull, and it's it, at short distances. It wasn't bad. Maybe like 125 feet, something like that. It wasn't bad. But anything farther than that, forget it. And because I was doing it, the green gas just it was only shooting like about 350. So yeah. when I put HPA, I tapped the mag and I cranked it up as high as it would go. I could get a little over 400 with it, and it still just didn't have the uh, the snot to get out there to do any uh, like damage at distance. People would like get hit and look around. They didn't 
didn't feel that. Uh, it was a lot of fun to shoot, and it's real noisy. That double action trigger clunked. So when I shot, you not normally didn't hear it like <laughs> the noise it would come out of the barrel, but that clunk every time you shot. Yeah, yeah. Like it was very yeah. annoying. It's very light, and if you really needed something uh, quick to shoot at somebody, it was a handy gun. But the problem is the mags were only 15 rounds. So they're big, long. Uh, they look long bags. as hell, like like 30-round mags. Yeah, but the spring is so long in there, oh, it only goes down about so halfway. Tight. Yeah, and you can only put 15, uh, 15 rounds in. So it was an interesting gun. Uh, that now, I where did, where did you find I this had, one? What's that? Where did you find this one? Actually, a place in New York. They sell them all over the place, but when I was at a place called Hotspot Airsoft out of New York, we actually drove up to the store. The guy had the pistol, and he had this in stock, uh, and I bought both of them there. So I'm like, I can use the pistol, and I can use this sniper rifle, and I got the same mags for everyone. So right. I thought, oh, it's a win-win. But it really didn't turn out the way that I thought it was going to do. Was it is this, very what, light. But was this something you guys were uh, you were in New York to, you know, for a, a match, you know, like an event? Oh, no, we actually took a drive to an airsoft store. Oh, okay. We actually made the drive. It was like two and well, a half. How'd you like, find that? Did you look up online or? Oh, yeah. We were, I had ordered, I had ordered from Hotspot Airsoft in the past. And because it's in New York, they were like a day, maybe two days away when you were get shipping. So when you yeah. needed something, bang, you order from him, bang, he'd, he'd send it down. You're looking to get something, you'd contact him, he'd get right back to you and say, oh, I can get this, I can get that for you. So I thought, well, let's drive. I think it was almost four-hour drive. But I figured, what the hell, we might as well just go up, spend the day. We went up, you know, drove up, me and a buddy. We spent, like, a couple hours there, you know, got some dinner in New York, then we came home. So I said, it was a good trip just to see an yeah. actual airsoft store. Yeah. Um, and, but I said. That's a cool know, road trip. Yes, it is. And I, I, I would love, like, I think there's one near you. Isn't it like Columbia Airsoft as a if store near you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Airsoft Columbia, we've got uh, we've got a few of them. Battle Cats, you know, and those are all close. See, now, most of the, like, paintball places sell Airsoft stuff, like BBs, gas, and stuff like that. But they don't have, like, it wasn't a store specifically for Airsoft. And this is one of these things. You walk in, he had racks of gear, he had racks of guns, he had a counter with the pistols laid out underneath looking down through the glass i'm like i was like a kid in a candy store when in there i said <laughs> my my freaking credit card was on fire when i was oh there. jesus so you know I, i'm like oh boy i should get this oh i should get this i should now how how early on how early on was this uh when is this early in your airsoft career when uh when one of those guys that was telling you hey you know get the 249 get the you know the all you were buying like tons of different guns was this early on then yeah this was like after that when i i, I started hanging out with the guy that i'm on the team with now okay you know, and i i said i want to get unusual stuff i want to get different stuff i don't want to have the m4 i don't want to have the ak right i want to get something unusual and they didn't have a sniper on the team they didn't have this they didn't have this type of gun or whatever so i just started buying everything that i thought looked cool 
And it might look cool, but it doesn't actually perform the way I think it should perform. Yeah. But, well, it, it was a good gun to get, though, just for shits and giggles when I got it. So. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a, it was probably a better road trip and a better experience buying the gun than the gun itself, like using it. <laughs> and it's a good wall hanger. I mean, it looks cool. It's different. We bought BBs there. I remember my buddy bought bought a, a vest. We bought uh, some mag pouches. I, you know, no lie, we probably spent between the pair of us like a thousand fifteen hundred dollars there. No doubt, no doubt. Because I don't know how much this was. It wasn't that much, and the pistol yeah. wasn't that much either. But it's like you're buying like two bottles of two fives, two bottles of two eights. Uh, buy a vest. Buy this. Buy that. By the time you're done, it's adding up really quick. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm oh, sure. Cool. That was I'm a sure. fun time. All right. That sounds awesome. I think you can click and go back. Yeah. 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 Yep. Now, the next one right over across from it, the KJW KCO2. Yep. This one, I bought this for the fact that I said, I want something that... A different type of sniper rifle. This was bought after the KJ, the other one I had, the MK2. This one is is was a completely green gas. I decked it out, and it didn't shoot worth the shit. And I said, "Geez, what's wrong with this?" <laughs> so, so this I is a green gas. Phone. This is a green. And this is a gas sniper. Gas. Okay. Yeah. So I get online. Is it semi-auto? Yeah, semi-auto. And the guy says to me. Oh, you got to change out the barrel. You got to get this barrel. You got to get this bucking. You got to get this hop up. You got to get this. You got to get that. You got to put this mod in. You know, the, I spent, the guy you bought it from, or oh no, no, this this was bought, you know, originally from the uh, from I think actually from Airsoft GI, and I put all this other stuff on it. The extra, oh, okay. The different grip, the, the different grip, the different stock, the different uh, flash header on the front. Um, I put the barrel in they recommended. I bought the hop-up they recommended. I bought the, the mod that they had for the hop-up and, the you know, the bucking, your special bucking. And I'm like, all right, it's a little bit better, but it's still not shooting as good as it should. And these these things were, the mags were extremely heavy. They're like a solid piece of iron. It almost felt like it was a big square block. So I said, I'm going to It looks like an MP5 mag. I mean, it looks like a pistol mag. Yeah, and it, it was, it, I think it was, I'm almost positive it was like 28 rounds or something close okay. to that. So I put the, uh, I tapped it, I put a HPA tap in it, and I was running off HPA error, or HPA, I should just say. And it was more consistent, but I still wasn't seeing the range and everything that I should have. Now, you know, the one guy was telling me, oh, you got to break it in. You got to do this. You got to do that. And right. I kept adding stuff and adding stuff, and I never got the performance out of it that I thought I should. I brought it to the field. Everybody thought, oh, wow, this looks really cool. Yeah, and it did look really cool. It's just it didn't perform the way everybody kept telling me that it should. And either I was doing something wrong or whatever. Now, the last thing I did is I ripped out the hop up and ripped out all the mods that the guys told me to do. And I, I bought another barrel for it. And I, I put the original hop up back in with a new bucking 
and it was shooting fair. And I said, I'm going to leave it the way it is, and let's just let it go. And I have a guy that said to me, oh, I'd love to get a CO2, uh, KCO2. I said, are you sure you want one? He said, I have one. I want to get another one as a spare. So that one might be going out the door. So you never really got it shooting the way you really wanted it. Oh, I'm not. I guess I was never a, a, a green gas type guy. You know, like when it came to like working on the green gas stuff, like pistols, I mess around with a little bit. But like the guy gave me a, a, a M4 a gas blowback, a K to KM4, I think that is. And like I never could get it working right for the guy. I I just I'm not a gas type person. Work on gas guns. There's other guys. I actually had a gas blowback MP5. And I could not get working right. I give it to another guy. He fixed it all up. It's working like a champ. So it's just my tech level with gas guns was not up to par. And yeah. I think it was reflect, reflected in this. I had the externals nice, but I didn't get the internals nice. But hopefully this guy that already has one, that wants to get another one, he might have a good time with this one, you know, just for spare parts or maybe just fix it up and get, get it shooting right. I don't know. So I'll give them, I'll sell them everything I got. And I actually went and bought like six mags for the damn thing too. So that's what happened. Every time I had a sniper rifle, I always bought like six mags for it. So I had enough mags and these are real heavy mags. So it's like having six blocks of iron on you as you're walking around. It was not a light sniper rifle. Yeah, for real. Awesome. All right, let's see here. All right. Oh, the SAR-10. This is funny. This is an eBay special. Okay. They sell the SAR-10 on eBay for like half a nothing. And the reason it sounds like a VSR-10, but it's not. It's a proprietary mag, proprietary this, proprietary that. So we got VSR-10 and we got SAR-10. Yes. And this is a CO2 sniper rifle. Yeah. Well, now the the VSR comes in CO2 as well, right? Not that I'm aware of. It might. I'm well, not sure. The VSR-10, they, uh, I think the last podcast we did, uh, oh, bold, you mentioned... The Bold M can take CO2. The CSI, yeah, yeah the CSI, right. Yeah, the Wolverine. The, yeah, you can get the adapter for it to run CO2. Correct. But that's yeah, yeah, using right. an HVA engine, so... Right. Yeah. So the VSR doesn't, you know, the VSR 10 does not actually come in CO2. It's if you swap out the bolt with the the Wolverine, they have an adapter. Yeah. Okay. Now this, when you're on the field, there was a little pin down the bottom. You would pull down, your bolt would come all the way out, you'd unscrew it in half, and you'd put a CO2 inside there. Screw it back together, pull your bolt in, push the pin up, and it, as soon as you screw it together, it would, it would like pop the CO2. Right. So you would charge. So then you could shoot. Oh, it would shoot great, though, like the first three, four shots. And then as the CO2 went down, they're getting less and less until they were horrible. You know, you couldn't, you would go through a mag for a CO2 cartridge, and at the end of the mag, they weren't shooting worth the shit. Yeah, it, and it shot very, very high. This thing out of the box was shooting like six fifty fps with two of them. Holy shit! That's the CO two. I mean, the way, the dude, CO two. 
Now, what is, said, what is the limit? Do you know? Now, you have experience with airsoft, uh, you know, more than anyone I know. What is the limit with, uh, you know, as far as FPS hitting a solid surface, uh, you know, a 0.2 BB, you know, just demolishing itself, you know, breaking in half or whatever, or breaking your eye, you know, your eye pro. Like, 600-something sounds like crazy, bro. Well, I, I, Novich had that one where he was shooting that, like, 700-plus uh, FPS sniper rifle uh, that they put the spring in, and they were doing all kind of stuff with it. And, like, I saw a couple of videos where they have the, like, no FPS limit game, which is scary as hell because you don't know what the next guy is <laughs> shooting at shit. you. Yep, they actually had games like that. And this this kind of this kind of gun probably would work good there, but I actually said, okay, how can I bring this FPS down? Okay, so I said, well, I'll take the barrel out and I'll put a wide bore barrel in it. So I put a six point two three wide bore barrel in it. I said that'll dissipate some of the CO two. It'll cut down the FPS. Plus, it's supposed to be a better barrel. It surrounds the BB with air or whatever. How the physics is explained for that particular barrel so i put the the type or uh, the white bore barrel in there and i had it shooting about it it dropped almost like all 75 fps it was below it was like below 600 now it's like five something so i said okay what else can i do to knock this down so i got uh, a suppressor with nothing in it it was open just had the hole in the one side hole in the other side Put that on the outside. Now they have, I think it's called the Magnus effect, where the air is coming out. It goes in front of the BB and it like slows it down. Oh, okay. It goes around yeah. the BB. Right. So I put that on and I got it shooting around 490 FPS with that on. Oh, shit. The problem shit. is, the problem is, the Magnus effect buffets the BB all around. So yep. sometimes it would hit inside yeah. the side of that suppressor. In inconsistent, right. Sometimes it would go to the right, go to the left, go up, go down. It was yeah. all over the place. It was in spec. I was shooting in the limit, the field limit. If it'll make it out the barrel. <laughs> yeah, but it was just so Make it out the end. Yeah. It. So I just eventually said, oh, screw this. Now, and did you have to do push. any mods on the end of that to uh, to put that suppressor on? Did you just, you know, unscrew the uh, the orange tip and, and it, it yeah, was well, okay? That, that took a VSR-10... Uh, end cap on it, oh, so okay. I was able to take that out, and I had a VSR N10 end cap yep. that I put on there. Was able to put the suppressor on there. What I do with that now is like if I need uh, something I want to plink for a while, I used to put it out there and put some like little tin pop up targets up, and was shooting at them with that. But it's like it's a CO2 cartridge, and it's good for like five six shots, and then it starts going down and. It wasn't. It wasn't worth even shooting. It's a nice looking body and everything like that, but it was a non-standard mag. It was shorter than the VSR-10 mags. Uh, the hop-up was a little goofy too. It was not a slider on the side. It was a screw on the top. Oh god! Uh, so it was like it was completely different than like a VSR-10 style gun. And I, yeah. I always thought about like, oh, maybe I could swap parts out. But nothing would fit in it, you know. You, you wouldn't be able to. The bagwell was smaller. It, probably the hop up where it was, it wouldn't it wouldn't line up, line up and stuff like that. So I said, it was a nice gun and it was very inexpensive. This is a, a rifle that was like under, I think it was like seventy five bucks, if that, 
for sniper rifle. And I said, yeah. that's what you got. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to do anything with it. I had a guy who wanted to buy this off, it, off me, and I wouldn't sell it to him. I said, you're not going to be able to use this in any field. I said, well, maybe he wants to. Maybe he wants to shoot his squirrels in his backyard, bro. Because uh, 700 FPS or 600 and something FPS out the box. I mean, I'm telling you now. But the thing of it is, you know, maybe I have the original barrel for it. This whole nine yards. Maybe put it all back together. But then I hope this guy don't try to use it at an airsoft deal. That's the only thing. So <laughs> I just didn't really want to sell it to anybody. Just in yeah, case but I mean, you know. To. Isn't it the responsibility of the airsoft field uh, owners or, you know, refs or whatever, you know, whoever's doing the tests, like, you, you know, shouldn't. So. You would hope so. Most of the fields I go to, the guy doing the chrono, he's on the ball. So something like this would never go through. I would, I would imagine. I would really hope that these these guys, you know, in, in, uh, in charge of the airsoft fields have control of, who's getting on their field. Yep. You know, <laughs> like somebody can't just run off and not hit the chrono before they go in, you know? When the guy says, oh, can I give you like $50 now and pay 100 at payday? And I'm like, no. Mm -mm. Yeah, you can give me 50 now, but the gun will stay here until you give me the other 100. 100%. Yeah. Or I had a guy that said, I want to buy this pistol off you. Can I use it today at the game? And then I'll what? pay you later, and I'm no. like, you can pay me now, and it's your pistol. You break it, bang. Right. He, he actually, another guy bought the pistol off me, and then he sold the pistol to this guy, and he had it one game, and he lost the mag and broke the end off another mag. where he dropped. Oh, it my God. So I'm like, and then he's bitching at the guy who wants his money back. And I'm like, that's not his fault. You lost a mag and broke the other mag. I'm like, accidents happen. I said, the gun was working when you took it. I said, yeah. just because you don't handle your mags right or you lost your mag, that's not his fault. He's coming yep. back to me about it. And I'm like, hey, I'm out of this. I already sold the gun and you, he sold it to you. So go to him if you want. So that is good. Now this next one, this next one, this, this, this is a funny one. This is yeah, your, your honestly HC. this is a this is something I the UHC Super X9 I've never heard of. This is like what gamut. is that? This is a shell ejecting sniper rifle. What? Shell ejecting sniper rifle. It comes with a little like round it's like a it looks like a half round little clip holds five shells. And you put a BB in the front of each shell, and it clips up underneath the gun. And every time you cock it, and one will fly out, it fires. You cock it, it flies out. Five rounds in that little clip comes with, like, the gun itself came with two clips and ten shells. Well, I found out online where I could buy another, another magazine for it and another box of ten. So I had 20 shells and three of these magazines, right? I think I have like nine shells left out of the 20. And it's like every time you cocked it, it's like, okay, where the fuck did that go now? And it like would fly off into the woods somewhere and you'd never find a damn thing. <laughs> it actually, and it was a very low FPS gun too. Because, yeah. you know, it, it was a spring powered gun, 
But the problem was that shell, the BB in it, didn't have a good air seal. All the, all you know, with all that stuff in trying to get in line to get a good air seal, you lost a lot of air out of it. So shot to shot consistency was not there. It was good for maybe like 80 feet. I might do good with it, but I'm like any, anybody with a decent AEG without Ranger. But it was the fact that it was shell ejecting. It was so cool, and that until you lost all the shells, and then you're like, okay, I'm out of shells. So, like, I know I only have like nine out of the twenty left, and I have th- these three magazines and five rounds in this little magazine. That's all you had. So every time you're going out there, you shoot five times. Then you got to change out the magazine and put another five rounds in it. And it was a good like gimmick, but on the airsoft field, not practical. Yeah. So that actually was a very inexpensive gun too. Uh, the newer version they have a new they had a newer version of this, which had an alternate way that you didn't have to use the magazine. It was this big long like clip thing that you would put on the side of the gun, and it would hold like fifty rounds. And everybody said it didn't work right, didn't feed right. The whole nine yards, they'd have to go back to the little magazines and eject the shells out. So. It, it looked cool when you, you know, cock the gun and the friggin' shell goes flying. Oh, wow, that looks sharp. Until you go looking for the <laughs> shell after you're shooting it, though, of course. Exactly. And they're brown. They were brown, so they go oh, in the leaves. You, you never find them. So it was it was a fun experiment, but not something that I would want to, like, use on a regular basis. Yeah, it, it's not something you want to use on the field, for sure. Yeah. Any shell ejecting uh, gun are they're they're a good gimmick, but no, uh-uh. that's like this shell ejecting shotgun I saw. The one guy had he brought it out to a game, and I I'm like I saw shells flying this way, flying that way, and then he's spending like ten minutes trying to find all the shells at the end of the game, and I'm like, dude, how many shells do you have? He said, oh, I lost no. like three already. No. I'm like, it's not worth having. So no. No, airsoft so has like, to be expendable, bro. Like, yeah. So this was a failed experiment. I bought this because I thought it would be cool. Yeah. And it was cool, but it wasn't practical, so it was a waste of time. And <laughs> the shells are probably somewhere on the field out there somewhere. I'll, you know, who knows? You can one day find one or two of them. But I'm like, eh, I ain't gonna worry about it. If somebody no. wanted to buy that for like a young kid to play around with. I'd sell it to him for half or nothing and say, hey, hopefully you can find the shells after you shoot this damn thing. So. <laughs> right. Now, this one, there's a story on this one. This is the, the original. It's a picture of the original gun. Since this one, the sear, uh, piston sear broke on it, and you can't buy another piston sear. I probably could make one up and get it going. But other things happened to it, so I thought... This gun, I'm going to try and find it. This was a UTG M234. The guy that had it said to me, hey, I'll trade you this sniper rifle for a pistol that I had. And I said, well, bring the sniper rifle over so I can see it. And I, he brings it over, and I try to cock it, and it wouldn't cock. And he said, oh, yeah, I had it apart. I was trying to fix some stuff in there. And I said, <laughs> I said, uh, and the end is gone off. The barrel's just sticking. I, was saying, I, don't, I don't see a bolt. Like how? Uh, how do you? How do you cycle it? No, it's got a, a handle right above the trigger. There, it's leaning oh, down. Okay. 
But yeah. when I got the gun, it had no end piece on it. He lost that. And the barrel is just like sticking out of the gun a little bit. And it's wobbling. And I said, well, where's the end piece for that? Oh, I had to break that off. I couldn't get it off. And I'm like, you know, it's counterclockwise when it comes off, you know? And I'm like, he said, oh, I couldn't get it off. So I said, I'm not going to trade you a pistol for this. There's just too much wrong with this. So he's getting ready to leave. And he says to me, here, you can have this. I don't want it. So I took it apart, and here he had tried to put a regular uh, barrel in this gun, and it took a proprietary barrel. So the barrel had crimped down because of an oh. AEP barrel. He crimped right. it in there, and he's wondering why the BBs wouldn't go through. Yep. And he couldn't get the end off the cylinder. So he took a <laughs> oh my God. And he's, he ground the crap out of the, the, the nozzle, trying to get it off. And then he finally pried it out of there instead of unscrewing it. So the gun was, like, trashed. Yep. So a guy that I know had one of these that he broke the piston sear on. So he said, you can have it. So he, he had taken it all apart. He was missing this, missing that. And he gave me some parts, and I, I was able to fix the gun that it would work. I put spacers in it. I actually put an end cap on it. I made up myself. I did all kind of stuff to it. It was a really loud gun, but it shot great, and it had a really, I, I, it had a really nice soft bolt pull and everything with it. And I was using it for quite a while, and it shot like about 450 with two O's. So it was a little it was a little light. I was able to take it to any field and un, get it in under chrono. And I remember taking it to the one game and I'm just I'm pecking people all the time with it. And I'm at this one f- spot there and uh, the guy that was next to me said, "Oh, he's over by the barrel." And I remember pulling the gun back and it cocked. And I went to shoot and it shot without me. The piston here just broke and you heard the gun fire. And oh it shit. Wouldn't, it wouldn't catch. So I started looking to see if I could find a UTG M234. No such animal online. Anywhere you find them, they're out of stock, discontinued, whatever. And I said, wow, this is kind of, this is bad. So yeah. I, I, I put a message out on the sniper forum. I said, do you guys ever hear of this gun? And the one guy on there, he said, well, that's a double eagle M50. I said, no, it's an UTG M234. He said, yeah, yeah. It's a rebranded Double Eagle M50. Went online. Amazon's got tons of them. Oh, shit. So I went online on Amazon, and for $80, I bought another one. Okay? And I just did a little bit of work on it, put some, like, uh, stabilizing the barrel and stuff like that. And the thing out of the box was shooting, like, 480 with two O's. So I said, it's perfect. bad. And it's, yeah. it's got a really, really quiet old And I said... I took parts from the other one, and I fixed this. I said, it was a great gun. I'm still using it. And this is my go-to sniper rifle. I don't have some expensive sniper rifle. I've got maybe, like, the scope and everything I put in it. Maybe it's a $150 gun, and it runs like a champ. And the people are like, oh, what weight BBs you're using with that? I said, three twos. I said, I, I don't want to use anything heavier than that. I said, I don't think it'll pick them up, but... I use three twos in that, and it shoots fantastic. And I said, I'm getting shots out there to 175, 180 feet. I said, that's fine for what I got to do. So I said, I'm having a good time with it. And Hell I said, yeah. 
if someone says to me, oh, I want to buy a sniper rifle for my son or something like that, I've got like two or three that are under 100 bucks that somebody can snag for somebody. But I'm like, this is a fun gun to shoot. It's very lightweight, too. One of the things, though, that Double Eagle does is they put a metal weight in the stock and they put a metal weight in the front of the gun, too, to give it some half. Well, oh, okay. first thing I did was take it apart and take the weights out of it. Now the gun is super <laughs> light when I'm walking around. I'm like, there's the one guy picked up. He's like, oh, my God, this gun is so light. It's lighter than my VSR-10. I said, yep. If I had the weights in there, it would be heavy again. And there were them ugly-looking rusty steel bars that are they put oh, in there. Oh, Lord. Like, and and I, I got three or four of them now that I've taken out of guns. And I said, they're lighter. They're easier to use now. And I said, I don't need all that extra weight to walk around with to make the gun feel like a real gun. I said, no. it's an airsoft gun. I don't care if it feels like a real weapon. So 100%, like, bro. Especially yeah. when you're sniping. Like, who are you yeah, going to show it to? Right. What? Now, For real? the only thing I've done to this is I put a woodland, like, front end on this. Uh, so it, like, camouflages it a little bit when I'm, yep. like, somewhere. But a lot of times... I'm just using the trees to walk through different areas and, you know, like stopping and like standing next to a tree. Nobody even sees me with my dark camouflage on. So I'm like, I don't have to have a big ass ghillie suit on and shit like that. I hide nah. good enough. So, and if people see me, they shoot at me, they shoot at me. What am I going to do? So that's part <laughs> of the fun. It is. So now, this, I want to ask you what, what is above that scope on this picture? Is that a cigar? No, oh, that's the metal from the one of the pieces of metal from the stock or from the front grip. The one in the oh, front was the more flat. That's the one from the rear. It doesn't show enough of the picture, but right on, uh, right above that is a square, like a square flat piece of uh, just like that rusty metal that was in the front of the stock. So that is uh, okay. that is actually I didn't know it was still in the picture. I forgot about that. That's that was the one that was in the stock. That's crazy. You can, hear it. you can hear it. It wasn't solid, too. If you shook the stock, it would go bump, bump, bump. It would bang around a little bit. <laughs> That's like, crazy. It wasn't like added or anything. It was just like laid in there. You know? It looks like a cigar. I thought, okay, so he's got this, you know, the gun set up. He's got his glasses there, like, you know, and it looks like a gun table here. You know, you got it, – it's dirty with, like, gun oil or, you know, whatever. And uh, he's got a cigar up here, like, okay – I work on guns, and I smoke cigars. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that's actually, that's actually the, the junky piece of metal that was in it. <laughs> that's funny. I host some websites like for people, and it, I break even with it. So that's about the only reason I actually still run it. I do some airsoft uh, teams, too, on there, too. Usually, like, I'll give them a real good price on a, a website where they can put up their stuff. Uh, I got our team running on there. I have uh, the Wolfpack Airsoft on there, and DMH, which is Dead Man's Hands Airsoft. They're oh, on okay. there. Okay. And uh, you know, is that a local? Guys, is that a local group to you guys? Yeah, they're all local teams to us. They're kind of okay. they're smaller. Like Dead Man's Hands only has like five members, and they usually come out. I usually invite them out the field to hang out with us. And stuff now like the uh, the guy that started that team. Would he be willing to do a podcast like this? Sure, I think he would. He's, yeah. it's, uh, he works night shifts, so it's kind of like tough for him. Like I, I think it's like yeah. third shift he works, so I don't know. Like He's getting home like 6 o'clock in the morning, so it might be a little right, tough. Right, right. Uh, That's something I could do. Yeah, 
recall. Devil well, uh, There's another one too called uh, Nori Airsoft. I actually have a small field that's about an hour and a half south of me. Uh, he's the same thing like me. It's a, a guy that owns the property and he made this field all around his house, which is interesting. His house is in the middle of the field and they play <laughs> oh, all shit. around his house. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he has a pretty good group. Uh, they were just out the house uh, uh, this Sunday, uh, like 20 of them. They come out and just had a good time with us. So we had a good we had a good day with them. Uh, so I, I invite all these local teams out all the time. And then there's uh, a one from New Jersey that comes up. Their team handle is Outer Heaven. That's their, their handle. Uh, they wear a tiger stripe type uniform. There's like six of them. They're really, really cool guys. But we always invite them up when there's a gang at the house. They come up. I like doing that. I like inviting other teams up to come out and that we know and have a good time. So we have some, we have a lot of fun there. We come out sometimes it's warm. We cook out or, you know, throw something on the grill or whatever like that. So. Yeah, it's been great, man. Thank you so much. No problem. Man. All right. All right. Hey, we'll see you there.